Welcome to the Millennium Beat Podcast, where we like to encourage the world one story at a time. Now get ready to hear stories from around the world that encourage and uplift you. Now to the show with your host, Kevin James. Hey everybody, you have reached the right place. This is the Millennium Beat and I'm your host, Kevin James. I'm back in Vero Beach with Fawn Collette. Fawn, I haven't seen you for, oh God, it's probably been almost a half a year. How the heck are you doing? <laughs> well, I, it is well with my soul. Well, that's good. And I'm still upright. <laughs> that's right. That's you're you're not you're pushing up daisies. That's so that's right. that's good to know. That's right. All right. So for people that haven't heard your other podcast that we did, we did two of them uh, a few months ago. Let's recap a little bit about your story of what um, is happening in your life, and then we'll pick it up from there. So, okay. Well, uh, we'll go back from when I first met you. Oh, wow. That's a long time ago. <laughs> and and just say that I've been here for going on eight years now, uh, but we're from Missouri, and we raised and trained service and support dogs, but we had a very unique program. We brought in over 350 young people and trained them to train dogs for the handicap. Okay. So we worked an animal therapy program uh, with... Uh, nurturing caring behaviors uh, to teach leadership okay. uh, by teaching the young people to walk away when they're angry uh. come back with praise and positive reinforcement so the dogs could learn up to 350 commands wow. and the kids learned to be leaders through caring nurturing behaviors hmm. So they walked away when they were angry, came back with praise and positive reinforcement they could never yell at or hit the animals. Everything was praise and reward, which was a great diversion program. Now I'm here in Florida, and we never in our wildest dreams (laughs) thought that we'd wind up in Florida. We had our ministry in Missouri for 20 years, and that was our home. Right. In Missouri. So, uh, but God uprooted us and brought us here. And now we are um, on the property of the real mission uh, through Oceans Unite mm-hmm. um, Ministries. And this real mission has a house of transfiguration where we take in young women and children. Um, not just young women, but women and children. And uh, we work with them with life skills, but this is just a retreat. It's not a step down of recovery. It's, right. it's a retreat to help them to get to know uh, God, to have a hope, a future, and a destiny. Okay. And that's our heart is to be here, we were told that we were here in this octagon home uh, because God said that we, he had put love in us as a gift. Okay. So that love covers a multitude <laughs> of transgressions, but that love is our greatest gift and our greatest commission. Right. So we're here to, because of love, because of his love. And uh, on a good day, his love just emanates from us mm-hmm. cool <laughs> and on the bad days he corrects us <laughs> right but he is such a loving god and to know him that he's a good good father 
Mm-hmm. That's our message. Right. He's not holding a grudge. He's not mad at the world. He's already judged sin right. through Jesus. And so our mission now is to see ourselves the way the Father sees us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus did it all. Right. He left nothing out. And he is such a loving, loving Savior. Mm-hmm. It's time he spoke to me very clearly and said, it's time for my people to hear my voice. Mm-hmm. No more complacency. No more compromise. It's time because the time is running out. Right. And we're living in the end of the end days. I believe that. I think a lot of people do. <laughs> okay. So at the end of the end, <laughs> the end is here. Right. Our toes are on the edge of eternity, no matter what age we are. Mm-hmm. So we need to be cognitive about that. We need to be right. aware that he said, set your affections on things above and not on these, right. not on the earth because these things are passing away quickly. Mm-hmm. God is an eternal God. We're here one moment, the Bible says, a twinkling in his eye right. compared to an eternity. Now, as far as us being here, um, my eyes, my e- eyes and ears and heart are so focused mm-hmm. and have been for 50 years on revival mm-hmm. because I believe that a fresh anointing, a fresh pouring up out of God's spirit is absolutely hovering over this area particularly. Mm-hmm. I believe revival is going to just blossom from Vero Beach, right? From, this has been prophesied many, many times. Right. And so I'm excited about what God wants to do, but it's still going to take a willing and obedient people. Mm-hmm. God says if we're willing and obedient, we'll have the best of the land. Right. There's times when I've been willing, but not real obedient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's times when I've been obedient but pretty stubborn (laughs) and not real willing. Mm -hmm. So when we get those two things right, and it's no longer us that lives, but Christ living in us, then he has his way. Right. And so my heart is to give that message. It's time to hear his voice, and it's time to let him have his way. Mm -hmm. We've had our way long enough. Right. We've run into enough brick walls. We've watched politics, uh, so many things up and down, up and down. We've observed how the information highway (laughs) has been colliding. (laughs) It's like an earthquake has happened over the information highway. Everyone is running helter-skelter. Well, there's things that are happening today that a year ago or two years ago, we never really understood that it was going on. I mean, it's like censorship. I mean, we've always talked about, you know, in the end times or countries that Christianity is censored and stuff. And during this last election, we found out more that even our political views, if you don't, if they don't agree with what what your view is, they'll censor you, you know, only views that they like, they'll let go, you know, and that's, it's a shame. You know, it's, it's, it's not as, you know, you, you know, we have freedom of speech, but that doesn't apply to companies you know, in, in these, in, in these companies, 
you know, the big names, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all those kind of stuff. They say, we own the company. We choose what we will let you say. It's free. You know, and that's what happens in, in society today. And we never really noticed that. I mean, we knew it was free and that they would put it together for us and then they would do all these things. But now we're finding out the price that we have to pay if we want to be on their on their platform. And um, that's a, it's a hard thing. And, and getting out the gospel um, is a little bit more difficult in the United States than it used to be. Well, I'm a published author now. Right. And uh, I actually have 10 books that I'm wanting to publish so anybody out there that wants to fund that <laughs> <laughs> get a hold of me and I'll i get, invite I'll, I'll get you a hold of her but it's not my work and i say that humbly mm-hmm. um i do have a phenomenal testimonies because you can't walk without jesus christ and not have phenomenal right. testimonies he is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher right. of our faith. He's my author. But hearing his voice and listening to him has been the most amazing journey for me. And I can't hold it in. Right. I shouted from the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Our previous visits uh, on the radio, you've talked about and we've talked about how um i was able to raise an 86 year old woman from the dead right it didn't just happen i heard his voice i was an ekg technician Mm -hmm. and um they had worked on her for over an hour and i had hooked her up to my machine in the er they had worked on her a half hour there the doctor called the time of death and the nurse charted it and everybody left the room. I'm halfway across the room. And Jesus spoke to me, clearly spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you don't pray for her, she's going to spend an eternity separated from me. Right. That voice is what we have to hear. Mm-hmm. I did pray for her. God brought her back. Mm. I looked at my monitor after I laid hands on her, and the spike, the rhythm started (laughs) spiking Mm. on my monitor. And I almost had a heart attack. Mm. It was something I certainly wasn't prepared for. Right. And I wouldn't have done it if I wasn't so certain Mm -hmm. that I had heard him. It wasn't always like that. One day I was walking down the road in Fairfield Bay, Arkansas, just praying, just spending time with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting ready to to finish a book called um, The Garden Walk Restored because that's what the second Adam, Jesus Christ, has done. He's restored right. our garden walk. And uh, so I have devotionals and prophecies, things that he's gifted me with. But anyhow, I was walking down the road, didn't know anyone there. My parents were buying some property there. I was just praying in the spirit. Yes, mm-hmm. I pray in tongues. Hated it when I first <laughs> when I first heard about it. I said, "There's no way. I am not going to throw my hands up in the air. I'm not going to babble. <laughs> I'm not going to skate up and down aisles, and I'm not going to jump over pews. And you don't have to work up emotionalism to to have a relationship with God." Well, you know what? <laughs> I still don't jump over t- pews. <laughs> that would be a sight if you did. <laughs> and I still don't roller skate up and down the aisles. 
But I'll tell you what, God gave me a language Mm -hmm. that the devil doesn't understand. It's a powerful language. And I pray in the spirit all the time. The way he did it was supernatural. And someday I'd love to talk about an entire program of how that happened and how he totally convinced me that it was from him and it is for today, just like any of God's gifts, even the least of his gifts Mm -hmm. is to build up and edify and equip us to go into a lost and dying world with the truth that sets captives free. Mm-hmm. We need it. We need it. Right. How can I build up and edify the church mm-hmm. if I don't have the gifts going on inside of me to build me up right. and to edify me? So anyhow, I laid hands on her, prayed, and the Holy Spirit brought her back. Two and a half weeks later, I did a routine EKG to discharge her from the hospital. Mm -hmm. She told me that when she was young, she was angry because God, something happened to her. She didn't tell me what, but she said in all my years, I never wanted to serve God. That would allow that to happen to a child. Angry at God for 86 years. Right. Angry at him. But when I told her that God told me if I didn't pray, she spent an eternity separated, and that he brought her back to give her one last chance. She got teary-eyed, and she said, I believe you're telling me the truth. What I can't understand is why now, after 86 years, would he care if I spend an eternity separated? I said, well, we live in a lost and dying world. We, he has an enemy. He has an enemy. And the best way for his enemy to try to hurt God is to hurt his children. Right. So he's here as the God of this world. Satan is alive. He's alive on this earth to try to contradict everything or to counterfeit everything that God has. So he tries to counterfeit (laughs) or contradict, but we are God's children, and it's Mm. our job to be a light the darkness cannot overcome. One of the things, you got a train of thought there, but I want to, you know, we, we are about halfway through the show right now. Um, the, the Lord was showing me, uh, uh, the title actually is, uh, Even in the Fire, I'm With You. And let's talk about a little bit about what's your life and exactly, because that was a great story and, and it was good. And we talked about that last time we talked, but I want to know, um, because when we talked last that you were diagnosed with, with cancer, correct? Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit about that and what God is bringing you. Cause even in the fire, he is with you. Cause you know, sometimes we think God automatically snaps our fingers and we're healed. And sometimes we're not. And it's just like, this is like Daniel and the lion's den and, and, and the three Hebrew brothers that were in the fire, you know, he was with them in the fire. So, um, so let's talk about that. Talk a little bit about what you were diagnosed with and what God has been teaching you and what he's been walking you through and where you stand right now on May 24th, 2021. Well, uh, Dr. Michael Brown was just, uh, he's right now, uh, with us at Oceans Unite. Okay. Uh, and he had a message last night and it was so interesting uh, he was in the Brownsville Revival, which was a phenomenal revival. Right. I've been there. And he said, um, 
<laughs> that in the middle of what he was doing, he had been so attacked. You know, he had about eight or different parts of his body, mm-hmm. eight or nine different parts of his body <laughs> that were just throbbing and hurting. And, you know, the enemy was doing everything he could. Mm-hmm. And yet, but God, <laughs> right. uh, there was the power of the Holy Spirit that was moving mightily. The devil hates it. And when we are filled with the Spirit and we are willing and obedient, we are in a fight. Mm-hmm. It's not a dance. It's a fight. Right. So uh, back in November, they thought I had blood clots. Went to the hospital. I was having pain in my back, my shoulders. And so they did some tests, and they diagnosed me. They released me. Couldn't find anything. I just got home uh, and was in my parking spot, and the doctor called. He said, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Collette. He said, I missed the mass that's in your lungs. So I had to go back and have all kinds of tests. And from that moment on, uh, it was a nightmare. The system, the medical system, uh, they do their best. Right. But, oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) The people that rely upon medicine uh, are so disappointed because there's such uh, flaws in that system. Right. Anyhow, they diagnosed me uh, through PET scans and CAT scans and MRIs with incurable stage four cancer, lung cancer. And this is November, right, of 2020. Mm -hmm. So I was diagnosed with that, and the doctor said, uh, you may have a year to live, (laughs) okay? And uh, then uh, I've been on a journey of, going through all these specialists, and they found a mass behind my right eye uh, or behind my right cheek. Okay. And they couldn't biopsy it because of the lung cancer. They couldn't put me out. Oh, wow. And so all the gory things and the nightmare stories that they tell you uh, that they would have had to drill a hole behind my eye and they couldn't guarantee it would clear up. And if it, even if it did clear up, I could go blind and <laughs> the infections and the things like that. You know, horrible stories. Right. And the diagnosis that uh, the cancer was in the lymph nodes and there was nothing they could do, it was incurable. And the doctor just told me and walked out of the room. <laughs> and you just sit there and you try to process that. Right. Well, here's the thing. I'm a covenant child of God, a blood covenant child Mm -hmm. of God. And for 50 years, you know, I've been walking in a a movement and in a calling Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit to, with a message that he is alive. Right. And that his covenant is better than the covenant of old. Mm -hmm. That he came and did it all. So I believe in healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the doctor sat down in front of me, uh, my primary doctor, and he wasn't saved when I first met him. Okay. Probably about a year before all this happened. And, but I always talked to him mm-hmm. about the Lord. 
So he said, I'm so sorry. He said, I'm so sorry we didn't catch it. And I said, don't be sorry. I said, first of all, I said, I know where I'm going when I go. Right. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. Not because of my righteousness, but because of what God has done on the inside of me. Mm. Because it's no longer I who lives. Christ lives in me. And good news is children of God never die. Right. So I said, I'm not concerned about that. I'm going to live, the Bible says, I'm going to live out every day of my life that God wrote in my book before there was one of them. Mm. See, God wrote a book. And my days were in that book. And I told them, I'm going to live out every one of those days. Right. The devil's not going to steal one of them. And I said, and Doc, I promise you, when those days are up, a team of horses couldn't hold me back <laughs> <laughs> from going right. when it's time to go. Because this isn't my home. Right. You know, forever we get to be with him. And that's why he says set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. Because it's things of the earth are passing away. Mm. But eternity... That's <laughs> a mighty long time. Oh, yeah. And East has a place prepared for us. Right. For everyone out there that's listening, there's really no such thing as terminal. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, we came and were placed upon this planet for a purpose. Right. And the, the flesh is terminal. Right. Okay? It's passing away, but you don't have to pass away. You can live forever because there's a song that touched me when I was young, and I've, it's never left. And it's a powerful, powerful song. Amazing love. How can it be that you, my king, have died for me? Amazing love. I know it's true. And it's my joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you. So... <laughs> so the bottom is bottom line is I told the doctor I said don't grieve for me he said is there anything I can do for you I said yeah I'd like a new car <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, about a week ago and that was a year ago and I never I was being funny right <clears throat> about a week ago I went to his office or a couple weeks and he said, I've got something for you. And he left. He was gone a few minutes. He comes back, and he had a matchbox, a brand-new car. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, yeah, okay, I should have been more specific. <laughs> a real car. <laughs> and it's funny because God says that we should be specific when we ask him. Right. That whatever we ask according to his will, it's his desire. To give us good things. He's right. a good, good father. So anyhow, um, I have not focused on the negativity and on the cancer and on the physical things. Right. Not that I haven't battled them, but my focus has been on to live as Christ, to die as gain. The good news is <laughs> that I just went into the hospital. Uh, they did some testing a few days ago. Okay. They did a CAT scan, they did a lung chest x-ray, and they couldn't find the masses. Hmm. 
the chest x-ray wow. <laughs> seemed clear. And he said, I can't find anything, any mass behind your right cheek. You must have a polyp. He said, I can't explain it. Hmm. <laughs> so, you know, uh, an evangelist came into town and had prayed for me. And he said, Mama, you're going home healed. And guess what? I'm going home healed whenever I go home. Right. <laughs> because that's what the blood of the Lamb has done for me. Amazing love. How can it be that you, my king, has died for me? Amen. And I live because he lives in me. He's alive in me. Mm. And that part will never die. Right. So I'm not concerned about death. I don't have the sting that so many do mm -hmm. that don't know him. And it's a shame. There's only one reason why anybody would go to hell. And by the way, hell is a reality. If you don't believe mm -hmm. it, get on YouTube <laughs> and look it up. I challenge anybody, if you think it's, it doesn't exist, listen to the testimonies of those, because of the modern you know, uh, technology that we have, people <laughs> are dying all the time. Right. Shock paddles bring them back. And many come back terrorized. The pain, the agony, the horror of eternity separate from God. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to scare anybody. If I did, I'd want to scare the hell out of them. <laughs> <laughs> because, because it's not a good place to go. And right. it never ends. Right. On the, the contrary of that mm -hmm. is that Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. Who doesn't want that? Right. Come on, who doesn't want abundant life? To live is Christ, and to die is gain. Because Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. Mm. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. Right. Look, we're going to live. We're not going to float around on, car, uh, on clouds with harps. <laughs> we're not. It, it, it's so powerful, not just to get to know him, right. but have the aha moment that this earth is just a dim dim picture of what the perfect is going to be. I mean, folks, we're going to go shopping. <laughs> Our animals will talk to us. <laughs> what will they say? Well, and, and they're going to be there. The, right. the theologies that people have, you know, are kind of like hypothesis, educated guesses. They right. think they're educated. But apart from the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. You can't know the truth. Right. Apart from the Holy Spirit, you have, the Bible says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. Nor has it entered into the heart of man. Nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Mm -hmm. Guess what? <laughs> He's a good, good father. 
Right. He paid, he died for you. He paid the price. He who knew no sin became your sin so that there could be a great exchange. All of your unrighteousness in exchange for all of his righteousness. That's what a father does that adopts us into his family. Wow. Is that our chart has been cleaned, washed, whiter Mm. than snow by the blood of the lamb, the sacrificial lamb of God. Wow. Talk about life. Right. <laughs> Who wants to focus on death? Mm-hmm. Yeah, here on earth it's appointed under every man wants to die and then comes to judgment. But folks, if you are in Christ, that judgment has been paid. You can't take it passively. And the Bible says work out your salvation with fear and tremble, trembling daily. It doesn't mean once saved, always saved. Mm-hmm. If it does, it wouldn't talk about <laughs> it wouldn't talk about those who were filled with the Spirit, had all the gifts in operation, and willfully walked away. Yeah, you can. Right. But he has made a way where there seems to be no way. He has done what no man can do. Right. He restored us. The second Adam mm-hmm. made it so that we could have our garden walks. With Jesus. So I was walking down that country road, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me in Fairfield Bay, Arkansas. I want you to go up and knock on the third door on the right uh, and tell those people that I sent you. (laughs) Place I'd never been, didn't know anybody, and I stood there in the middle of that that road, and I said, no way. No way am I going to do that. That can't be God. So I kind of shook that off and started walking down the road, praying in the spirit. Again, praying in tongues. And I walked just a little bit further, and God spoke to me again. I want you to go up to the third house on the right, knock on the door, and tell the people I sent you. Mm-hmm. And I stood there for a moment. I said, you know, this is so weird. And I don't really know if this is God. But I said, Lord, I think it's you. And you know what? I'd rather look like a fool right. than to miss what you're telling me to do. So I'm going to do it. I did that. I went up and knocked on the door. A lady came to the door. She'd been crying. Mm. And I said to her, ma'am, I said, I've never done this before. I said, I'm not from here. I was walking down the road. God told me to knock on your door and tell you that he sent me. She said, please come in. Her daughter was just graduating from college with, at the very head of her class. And she said she was in a terrible motorcycle accident. And they didn't expect her to live. If she did, she'd be nothing but a vegetable. So many bones in her body were crushed. She was crying in her living room. Praying, God, please send somebody, anybody, please send somebody right now to pray a prayer of agreement with me for my daughter. Because mm-hmm. the Bible says if we pray a prayer of agreement, 10,000 demons are put to flight. Right. And she said, I was begging God to send someone to pray with me. Will you pray with me? We knelt down on her floor in the living room and we prayed. 
her daughter was totally healed and graduated the, the head of her class. Absolutely a miracle. A miracle. Mm. God is a miracle working God. And so I've seen so many. I'm 70, I'll be 75 in a couple months. I've seen so many miracles mm-hmm. where he's made a way, where there seems to be no way. He's given us so many promises. And the only way we really lose them is through unbelief, hardness of heart. Right. If we reject what he's done, mm-hmm. he's already done it. Right. Why would I live in a house, and my parents paid for that house, if that were the facts, Mm -hmm. and paid for it in full, why would I make house payments? Right. (laughs) God paid the price Mm -hmm. for us. He loves you. You're a treasure. Mm -hmm. There's so many people that need to know the only thing that puts you under judgment is yourself. Right. Walking away from what he's done for you. Mm. Denying. That's why people are in hell. Right. It's the only reason they're in hell. They've refused the salvation that was given to them. They wanted to live a life apart from God. They wanted to be their own God. So get off of the throne of your life. Put him on it. (laughs) Let him rule and reign. Well, you're definitely full of wisdom, and uh, unfortunately, we're running out of time here. So what I I want you to do, you definitely have an evangelistic, um, salvational calling on your life. Talk to somebody or talk to more than people, more than one person that's listening right now that, uh, you know, needs a miracle and needs something to change, needs Jesus in in their life. So talk to them and lead them to the cross and Jesus and salvation and and then we'll close from uh, after that we'll just close and and we'll we'll go from there so why don't we start from that part well heavenly father i just thank you there's nothing in the flesh that i can say to convince anyone but holy spirit you are here as the exact representation of jesus you came and jesus said to wait for you <laughs> And that he would pour out his spirit on all flesh, all flesh. That the sons and the daughters would prophesy. That we would see a manifestation of your power and your anointing and your presence. And the world is crying out for that. God, I pray for any within the hearing of my voice, Father, that they would hear yours that they would hear a father's heart towards their his children. God, that none would deny you, that none would walk away, that all those, Father, that you died to bring into life, <laughs> that they would participate in that great exchange and say, here I am, here I am Lord, take me. Everything about me. Total surrender, Father. Here they are. I pray, Father, if there's be any sick, right here within the sound of my voice, that you would bring healing, that you would manifest through your anointing, break every chain, whether it's addictions, whether it's broken marriages, whether it's broken relationships, whether it's a broken heart, 
Mm. Whether it's physical needs, God, because this earth has a curse on it. But Jesus, you came to redeem us from the curse. And so I curse the curse. I break the chains in the name of Yeshua, HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, or Lord. So if you don't know him, pray this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me for my ignorance, Mm -hmm. for walking away when I should have run to you. But I'm coming now. Here I am without one plea. Receive me. Receive me, Lord. I lay all my sins before you. I confess those sins, which means that anything that has separated us from each other, I lay him at the foot of the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. And I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. I believe. Help me with my unbelief. I believe you are God, and I need a king. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, fill me to overflowing with your presence, with your power, with your healing, with your anointing. I welcome you, and I want to get to know you, not through a cognitive understanding, but heart to heart. I want you to fill me up, and I don't want to deny you anymore. I thank you, God, for all you are. It is my joy to love and honor you. Help me to walk out the rest of this journey to bring glory to you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Well, you guys, you've been listening to The Millennium Beat. I'm your host, Kevin James. I'm in, in Vero Beach with Fawn Collette and her home. Fawn, very, thank you very much for uh, having me back again. Appreciate you very much. Thank you. All right, everybody else, we'll uh, catch you guys next week. Same time, same channel. God bless, and we'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in today to the Millennium Beats podcast, encouraging the world one story at a time. I hope you heard something that was encouraging to you. We'd like to hear from you with your stories, so send them to stories at themillenniumbeat.com or give us a call at 407-624-9957. You may find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. Please like and follow us and share us with your friends. You may also go to our website at www.themillenniumbeat.com where you'll find our last 25 podcasts, our list of our different platforms you may listen to or download our podcast, our latest YouTube videos for all our shows on the Millennium Beat Network, a calendar with past and future guests for all the Millennium Beat Network shows. Also, there's pages with pictures of all our guests and hosts. You have any questions or comments, please contact us at info at themillenniumbeat.com. This has been a Millennium Beat production, copyright 2021. The guests' views and opinions may not always be the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. You've been listening to the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm going to give you a little snippet of a show called Family Matters with your host, Paul Kendall. If you want to hear more shows like that, go to kindlefamilynetwork.com. 
Once again, I'd like to thank Paul Kendall for the use of his show. Welcome to Family Matters, a daily look inside the real world of parents and their children. I'm your host, Paul Kendall. Summer is a time that kids look forward to with great expectation. Finally, school will be out and they'll be free to have fun. That's usually the case for about the first week of summer vacation. After being home with no place to go and nothing to do, the excitement of summer vacation can turn into sheer boredom. Working parents are especially challenged because they cannot just stay home. So children are often left at home with little or nothing to do. You've probably heard the old saying, idle hands are the devil's playground. Well, that can definitely be the case when a young person has nothing to do. When boredom sets in, a child begins to cross the lines out into the danger zone and experiment with risky activities. After all, no one will ever know what happened because there's no one there. On the other hand, if a youth has scheduled activities with adult supervision, they are much less likely to venture off into the danger zone. Not only that, they are involved in activities that strengthen their physical, intellectual, and social skills. You know, there are many camps available throughout the summer, locally and in various locations, offered by a variety of organizations. The problem for some is the cost. If that's the case for you, don't give up. Some camps offer scholarships and others are provided by the community for little to no cost at all. Many local governments provide grants to participating organizations for the sole purpose of making these activities available to families who could otherwise not afford them. So check around. The answer to your dilemma may just be a phone call away. Another alternative is to team up with another family that has a different schedule than you. Their child can come over to your house when they're at work and yours can go to their house when you're at work. Whatever the solution may be, come up with a plan for your children this summer and do not settle for leaving them home alone. Let me remind you of this serious warning found in Proverbs 29:15. A child left to himself brings his mother to shame. So you can spend a few hours now planning your children's summer activities, or you can spend the next 20 years dealing with the problems they got into because you didn't. That's Family Matters. I'm Paul Kendall.